Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is the lovely Luana Arana. Am I pronouncing it right? Luana Arana. A lot of A's, uh, which we need today because we're in retrograde. So... (laughs) Ah, (laughs) and you know the beautiful thing is she's a conscious alchemist which is wonderful and you know the inner alchemist to transform trauma and challenges into opportunities and the thing is what people don't realize is that there is always uh, a a way to actually find an opportunity out of something, even if it's the darkest thing that's happening to you. Why did this happen to you? You're very traumatized by it, but it's always what I find a redirect and a way of kind of going in and understanding really what the purpose is of why why you're here. And, uh, you know, she says it's the, in the same way in alchemy is the process of transmuting the negative patterns and beliefs and habits usually born with uh, born of trauma that block and impede our personal empowerment and evolution to our true self so when you are kind of hit with the cosmic two by four you know don't look upon it as the be all and the end all it's very often it is that way of of redirecting you into connecting into your beautiful alchemy and the reason why you're here and she's been doing this for 25 years of practicing um, a magnitude of healing modalities and uh, modalities and technique techniques and working with over six thousand clients while you've been busy girl and uh, she has (laughs) <laughs> when do you breathe <laughs> and she's now distilled the essence of uh, of what she's learned and put it to you know to become the inner alchemist where the outer world no longer has the same debilitating impact as it can oh boy do we need that right now the outer static that is going on is you know is i've said the universe is here right now to shake us up, to wake us up, for us to step up and and change it up. But I think in a lot of ways, we're still, we're inviting people to step up, but we're still very much in the shaking up stage, aren't we? Yes, yes. And the thing is, is the outer noise uh, always ends up activating our inner noise. Yes. Um, I, I liken it to Velcro. This is ah. how when I share with my clients, you know, and I mean, a lot of, a lot of time people are afraid of energies that are on the outside world. Mm-hmm. And I used to be too. I used to walk into a London drugs and it would take me two days to recover yeah. from picking up an empath and picking everything up, but not knowing how to navigate it. Right. 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 But what I found is that, you know, there was a day I went, well, this isn't the way life wants me to live. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a way that I can hold my energy and my strength and who I am, no matter where I am. Right. And so what I recognize is that those outer noises and frequencies, they were a match for the traumas I had inside me. Mm-hmm. And the only reason they had an impact on me because I had the matching Velcro piece inside of me right. that they mm. could stick to. Mm-hmm. 
And so when I discovered that, I went, it was an insight that came in when I was just like, this can't be my life. I can't live, I don't want, I'm a people person. I don't want to be isolated. Yes. I want to do what I do. I don't want to be suffering for days afterwards, you know? And so what I realized is that, okay, so if I have that matching Velcro, then my work is looking for where that matching Velcro piece is inside of me mm-hmm. and reconciling whatever that trauma or hurt is. Right. And so it ended up being a process where I started looking at these adversarial influences and forces as actually being a feedback system for my inner world. Uh And even the abuses that I've endured, physical abuse, emotional abuse, mental abuse, being in narcissistic relationships with somebody who, you know, squashed me right down to thinking I was horrible and, you know, and I had no value. Size of a lack, right? yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right? And so, but I realized when I started working on myself more deeply, right, beyond what the spiritual and self-help gurus say, um, it's about trauma. You, mm-hmm. We can never embody all of this wisdom until we heal our trauma. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what I did is I, I recognized that, Particularly, there's one relationship where, you know, I had to practically beg to buy underwear and go out for a coffee. And if I want to go for a coffee, it was a huge battle. Yes. You know? Yes. But I had met him in a place in a time when I was broken. Right. And he was, he was my landing rock. Right. Right. So I had been living in Switzerland and I lost my life that I built up in four years in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I had to leave everything behind. And so with that, I landed in Germany and then I met him and, you know, I had no papers, so it was good. It, it helped me get my, my papers. So in the retrospect, I see he was the perfect landing place. Mm-hmm. And also because he reflected to me where I didn't love, to love myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I went, okay, so he's a messenger too. It's mm-hmm. not just the frequencies in the world that are messengers. Yes. It's the people that are against me, the people that are, you know, trying to put me down, make me feel less than I am. And I grew up in a household that, that did that. And at yep. school, I was bullied, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, you know, it, all of that stuff is there. And the thing is, is that we move forward in our physicality in time. But our nervous system does not move. No, no. So no. in the, one of the a really um, empowering truth that came to me through my Hawaiian elder in, in, uh, in Hawaii is that he says, we live in two time zones simultaneously, vertical time and horizontal time. Mm-hmm. So horizontal time is we have a past, present, future, right? And we are always focused either more on the past and the future, and we're very rarely present. Mm-hmm. And vertical time is the eternal now. Right. Hence so the cross. The, yeah, <laughs> the eternal now. And, and, and it's the, the key to our evolution and healing yeah. to resume being our true self that got interrupted because of traumas and difficulties right. and just life challenges. No life is without adversarial forces that come to challenge it. Right? No growth, so, yeah, no growth happens from that. No I mean, growth I'm, happens without yeah. the friction of yes. the polarity. Yes. Where does fire right. come from? You know, the friction, the spark, that's right? Exactly, yes. That's exactly the metaphor I use all the time, right? And so that, in that vertical time, that's where our nervous system is still living in that perpetual now with that trauma charge that's still in our body. Mm. Yeah. Right? And so the, the, the healing is about how do I become present 
you know, and still we have our, our peripheral vision on past and future, mm -hmm. past for learning, not for dwelling, for learning. Mm -hmm. And future is the vision that I have for my life. Right. Or the yeah. growth that I'm looking to achieve or the healing I'm looking to have, right? So both timelines are important. It's not about choosing one over the other. Yes. We need to have, we need to have that spherical vision and we need to have the presence of now. Right. Yeah, the, right? the now is the channeling, isn't it? It's the connecting, it's the knowingness. Yeah. Exactly. In Hawaii, they call it manava. It means Man I am now. Right. So if you tune into that, it's different than it is now. Yes. It is now, it's now is separate. It's not a part of me. I'm not in relationship with mm -hmm. it. It's outside of me. I am now means I am that force of life force, creativity, energy, that is present and flowing through us every second of every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what happens is we forget to connect to that and we're drawn here or here. Yeah. Meanwhile, the eternal now is evading us. And this is where our healing is. This is where our growth is. And this is where our empowerment is. Right. And so, but when we have trauma, our eternal now is uh, tainted by those trauma charges that are still active in our nervous system. It's a, a distrust, isn't it? How can you trust yeah, well, the now because you're, you're viewing it from the eyes of the trauma? Exactly. And also, we end up starting to feel safe in our trauma right. responses. Yes. Because we, we, we know them. They're familiar. Mm -hmm. Right? And to meet the now, that means we have to meet what causes us create, to create our coping mechanisms in the first place. Right. And that's scary if we don't have yeah. the tools. It, it's scary, uh, you know, not only because we don't have the tools, because we haven't yet discovered who we are and we define ourselves from what has happened to us. You know, exactly. we, 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 our identity is the trauma. Um, if that happened to us, you know, if I allowed that, what kind of person am I? I must be a low life. You know, we could talk ourselves down into the gutter very, very exactly. easily. But we don't know actually yeah. how to have the dialogue to rise us up, do we? There's, all, there's exactly. something, a permission missing there to know you, you are not that. You, this is something that happened to you. Out of it, you were meant to grow into something mm -hmm. with an understanding, yeah. with a knowledge, with a gift because of your experience. Yeah. You were not meant to become the victimization or the trauma in that. That is not your identity. That is simply something that happened to you. It is not mm -hmm. you. But we identify so much with that victimhood and it's so hard to move on from that. And it is because we have that we have that visceral sensation in our body as if the trauma just happened. Yes. Right? And, and, and as so, a memory, it, you know, you can bring up those, those feelings immediately like that had happened a minute ago, right? If you're not yes, willing exactly. to face it. The thing is, is not to forget what happened to you because it was part of your learning curve. The thing is, is don't associate the pain with what happened to you which will, which will block you from moving away from it. We can look at it and say, this happened, as you said, this happened to me, that happened to me. It happened to you. And what did you do with it? That was, that was the thing. And you yeah, wrote and it from it. Yeah, it took a lot of years. It, yeah. It, it's yeah. not just, it's not like. A downloadable app. <laughs> it's not like you just have that decision and it's easy. No, it's like going to the gym and working out. Mm -hmm. in, the, in the moments when I have an emotional trigger, those are the moments I have to draw on and implement mm -hmm. 
the tools, the insights. So I slowly create a new habit yeah. of response to the trauma. So now I shared all of that very lightly, right? Mm -hmm. But if I would have shared that journey seven, eight years ago, it would have still choked me a little bit. Right. I would have felt the same thing in my body still. Yes. Right? Even though that relationship happened like 25 years ago. Yes. Yes. But it had such an impact because it played with my, my, my main hard drive that mm -hmm. told me I'm not lovable. I'm not enough. Um, in order for people to love me, I have to change. They don't have to do anything. Right. All of these things. I'll never succeed. I was given that messaging as a child all the time from my teachers. Mm -hmm. um, I lived part time often on the streets as a punk from age 14 to 16. So I had strangers screaming in my face, you loser, you failure, you know, <laughs> so I got to experience another part of humanity. They're like, wow, these people don't know me. They don't know the suffering that I have from what's been going on in my family. And they're just judging. Oh, right? but humans do that <laughs> extremely well, don't they? Yeah. So that relationship, it amplified and brought all of that stuff forward. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, um, since I was very young, I've always had a connection to philosophy, religion. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always been a seeker. You know, age seven, I was praying to Jesus on my own. I have no religious family at all, right? But I always had a sense of something. There's something else that's there that makes yeah. more sense than the reality that I'm in. And I want to find it. Right. And so that led, me, that led me to traveling all around the world, working abroad. I lived in Asia for about eight months, too. You know, Israel, Turkey, Germany, Switzerland, you know, all over Hawaii. I've been traveling everywhere my whole life, learning different techniques mm -hmm. and also learning how are these, how do these people, how are they human mm -hmm. in the world? Mm -hmm. What are their tools, mm -hmm. right? What are their, what are the ways that, you know, even though sometimes, you know, ancient wisdom seems so out of reach, right? It doesn't seem like it's possible to apply it to life. But I always thought there's got to be a way. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's what I've worked on my whole life. I've done my own healing work, you know, and with the, the grace and the, the blessings of having encountered some amazing teachers along the way that have supported me, right? But all this to get back to the now, the manava, how do I use these wisdoms yes. to come back and, and be present so that um, that's my point of power is now. Yeah. My power is not in the past and my power is not in the future. Well, well the question is, how do I get to the now? Yeah. Right? I mean, what you seed and, and water in the now is what's going to grow in the next moment. So if you don't want a bad experience in the next moment, make sure that this moment is good. <laughs> right? Because that's the vibration it will good, carry on on. But even if it's not good, that I use it to learn about myself. Right. It's not a personal attack right that's the, in the in the trauma loop in the trance yes that our past stories our inner narratives bring us in because we all have an inner narrative and the inner narrative is can be brought down to just two things either the world is friendly and the universe loves me and i am a part of the universe and i can grow just like nature can grow or everything is against me right so, so our all of our inner narratives stem from one of these beliefs right and if you've had trauma, we tend to go towards the world is against me. Right. Which is what we're seeing right now. You know, nobody it's sees me. nobody yeah. loves me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's, it's very eye opening. And with my clients that I work with, when they, they see, oh, wow, that's right. So where's my narrative coming from? Right. 
Yeah. Right? So when we discover where our inner narrative is coming from, and there's no judgment, there's no right or wrong. It's mm-hmm. not about right or wrong. It's about, okay, here in this now moment, let me identify what is the, what, what is the direction I'm going. Life is in favor of me or against me. And once I see that, I can say, oh, well, is this true that life is against me? And then I can look and I can see nature. I can look at the trees. I can look at the animals. I can look at everything else in existence. And even though there's destruction, there's recreation. Absolutely. Which means there's an intelligence mm-hmm. that I can access because I am nature too. Right. And then in that moment of now, I can shift. That's the alchemy, shifting that bad moment into, I won't even say a good moment or positive. I won't say that even. I'll say a useful moment. Right. Productive. Mm-hmm. Right. Something that I, I turn it into something useful for me. I can't change the abuses that have happened to me, but I can change how I am relating to those abuses and traumas and losses so that I can be sovereign in myself and mm-hmm. in my choice making of where do I want to go? Who do I want to be? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a work, right? It it's not a like a magic silver bullet. No, no. And so the, the thing is, is that we have to have that absolute openness and willingness to be vulnerable. Yes. Uh, willingness to, to yeah. I mean, I think that actually your vulnerability is the greatest gift you can give to yourself because that's Absolutely. when you're open and, and willing to receive, right? Um, it, it's also yeah. taking responsibility and accountability for what happens to you because you're now also in choice in in that vulnerability you're in your choice i choose to be vulnerable i choose to be open and willing to see and that is i think it's a process to get there though yeah Uh, yeah it is i mean a lot of your journey is is a journey that i've i've made myself and and i'm you know yes as empaths you know you go in and you feel the vibration and and of course, the static and the vibration is at a screaming pitch at the present moment with everything that's happening in the world. And it's, it's very easy for people to get caught up in the tornado. Um, you know, they're busy spectating it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just because it's, it's so unreasonable, you know, everything. And, and hysteria is something that is, is very contagious and you have to catch yourself and go, hang on. You know, should I not let this be the water of the duck's back, right? I can look at it. I can, I can make comment about it. I can put empathy out and love and, and healing out there, but I don't have to be a part of the tornado in order to do it. And as you said, that Velcro, if you feel yourself pulling towards it, it's like, hang on, is this triggering something inside of you, right? Do you want to get back into that tornado? Because look how long it took you to get out. You don't want to go back there. Or I might even say, maybe we need to go into the tornado with awareness to understand why it affects us so much. Mm -hmm. Right? So the way I understand life, I'm never exiling an experience. Right. Embracing it. Mm -hmm. Right? So, but the thing is to identify, right? What, what is happening? Oh, this is really impacting me. Where is it impacting me? Where maybe did I experience a similar violence towards me? Right. Where did, I, where did I witness something similar that impacted me that I, I wasn't able to process because it was so horrific, mm. right? So it's, it's even, you know, going into the tornado with your headlamp on and your gear and you're like, okay, let's And rock. somebody being able to pull let's you back go. out again. <laughs> yeah. 
No, we, 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 we will pull ourselves out already because we're doing it intentionally. Right. We're not being twisted and turned and, to, you know, like in an undertow in the ocean, right? Where we, where, when we go in with the intention, okay, this has surfaced in my life how many times? 20 times? Okay. Mm. Every time I've run, I've tried to avoid, I've tried to taste mm. positivity, I've tried to do this, I've tried to do that. And it's never worked because it keeps coming back. So my alternative is, okay, let's go in. Right. Mm -hmm. let's encounter what is it that's being activated in me, you know, or if I see somebody who's being, you know, really um, mean too, I can say, have I ever been mean? Yes. Do I have a, a sense of that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We, mm -hmm. we don't like to see that we, we actually are mean sometimes too, or we have yes. been. We, we have knee jerk reactions, reactions, right? We've been there. We've done and that. Those, it's defensiveness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those knee-jerk reactions come from our trauma. Right. right? And there's a sense of so hopelessness, the isn't there? I mean, nobody wants to feel helpless or hopeless. You know, that's a state of being we don't want to be. And sometimes we get paralyzed by where, we've, where we think we've been put. And, you know, it's just hopeless. I can't go on. I'm so helpless. I don't know what to do. And all we have to gain, again, is surrender and ask because as they say the teacher will come when you're ready to receive but i think the first thing is to is to acknowledge that i feel hopeless i feel helpless why do i feel this way i need to get to the root of the problem so that i can surrender and and get to the other side well and it's and surrender only happens actually when we finally engage what's going on yeah we can't skip from what's going on to processing and learning to surrender it's impossible mm -hmm. no nope. we have to we have to walk every mile yeah. every inch every precipice yeah to get to know what is it that's in me that is either similar or has been affected by that energy and so there has been you know so much oppression in the human history mm. through religions through, yeah. through powers that be you know, it's like, it, it is control, a control, control, control. Yeah. It's, a, it's an aspect of the duality that we are here experiencing. There's no life without duality. We right. will never have a life without the friction of duality. Yeah. Not as, not so, as a human. No, you know, we, we could be humanoids or we no. could be human beings. And when we bring the no, being into it, you know, that's when we bring that, that whole um, divine presence in where we connect and we realize the beingness in us. But if we're just living from the human aspect without the beingness, we're going to be lost because we're meant to have the two well, the duality together. Exactly. The thing is, is that people often, and I was one of these people, so I can say this very honestly and truly, oftentimes we escape to spirituality and motivation mm -hmm. to not meet our true self, to mm -hmm. not meet what's in the basement. Right. Right. So that's a really important point too. We can get, we can also... I mean, I am, I am spiritual. I call in God, angels, love, all of this stuff, but I'm also here in this human body. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that as long as I'm alive, there is duality and there will yes. be paradox. There will be things that are hard to navigate. But when I connect to that eternal mm -hmm. now, then I am in that flow yes. of Akua, God, spirit, however way we name that beautiful intelligence of love that is here to support us. 
and, and, so, you know, and support and the two sides of us, the human and the spiritual side of us, right? Emerging into well, one. That, and that's, how, that's, how we, that's how we need to marry them, yeah. not to choose one over the other, right. which is what no. happens for a lot of people. Yeah. They, they, we need to integrate the two. It's so important because we are here in a human body for a reason. I don't know why. I can have my own ideas. Okay, we right. evolve. I'm not even looking at the answer of why. Right. I don't exactly. even care about the answer it's not important. What matters is I can see certain patterns of universal laws and how they work in nature. And when I connect to those, I can apply them to my life too. And that helps me navigate. Mm -hmm. So when troubles I, and challenges do arise, I have a possibility to ride that wave. Mm -hmm. Storm yeah, into that tornado. Right. So that, and it's, but it's by my sovereign soul authority that I'm choosing to do this. Yes. And because I'm choosing to do this, that means if I'm choosing, I'm in the now. That means, okay, I'm looking, I'm mm -hmm. ready. And that's when our growth happens. Mm -hmm. When we're in that moment of trauma or a trigger or a reaction, be it in our only mind or in a situation, the moment that we take deep, I work with a lot of breath work. The Hawaiian mm -hmm. work is a lot of breath work. I'm also a heart math coach too. So I integrate the Hawaiian breath and the heart math breath mm -hmm. and it brings really amazing results. And so the breath is the key to bringing us to now. Yeah. To open it up. Yes. And when yeah. I tell my clients it's free. You don't need to pay for it. Right. Exactly. And the best medicines. Yes. We might need to pay to learn or go to a teacher right. to learn these things. But once you learn, you've got the tool. And, and, and it's, it's just up to you. Yeah, exactly. You how, you, how you use it. I mean, we do as human beings need to, uh, to rise up, to elevate to a higher vibration. Um, the planet needs it. We need it. Um, but I also think that the more that we immerse ourselves in that, in that channel of now, the more we actually understand, I think, why we are here and the gift of what the, the human body is. Um, you know, when you just look at the simple things of touch and taste and hold, and you know and, and embrace and walking the earth you know feeling the water feeling the earth itself and the whole beautiful vibration we understand the gift of the body and there's so many things that we can do um and when we are a spiritual being doing this experience everything is heightened into such a beautiful level of comprehension that you don't need to articulate you know you don't need to verify you know it is it just simply is you are there at that moment being this person and it's a sense of peace and tranquility about it in an understanding that doesn't need to be spoken um but it, as you said it's a journey to get there you know i had a battle with um really not like being a human or being around humans because yeah, i was very much a cosmic being and it took me a long time for you know to emerge myself as one i had to deal with the pain and the trauma and uh, and look at it for what it was and to realize the velcro you know that i was attracting it because on the human side of it i didn't feel worthy and you know my spiritual side of it was like what are you talking about and we just couldn't communicate for a long time until i could get into that now into that channeling and understand the, the oneness of it um but we do have to be willing first and foremost to take responsibility stop blaming yourself stop persecuting yourself um you know that forgiveness is a huge component of it isn't it because whatever we've done in the past we've done with the knowledge that we had in the moment 
or we've done it in a pattern that's been instilled in us. Don't beat yourself up when you, when you come face to face with that trauma or things that you've done. Don't start beating yourself up because that's not going to get you anywhere. Simply embrace that side of you, that trauma, that person that did that because that's what you knew then. And that forgiveness and that love will heal and allow you to let go. But I think one of the hard things we have as human beings is that forgiving because we're so judgmental and we're taught to be so judgmental and unforgiving mm -hmm. that the actual turning around and forgiving yourself, I think is one of the hardest things for people to do. Absolutely. And, and just, I'd like to just go back to a comment um, where you said about uh, we need to raise our vibration. I would actually like to say we already are a high frequency. Yes, we, we haven't tuned into it yet. <laughs> But we already are it, it's there but what healing and and journey is 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 healing the frequent releasing the frequencies of trauma and the stories and the yeah. narratives and the beliefs and the judgments because all of that stuff comes from trauma it comes from feeling separate from life yeah and it comes from feeling unsafe mm. so even if you find yourself feeling judgmental have you know have compassion for that say okay i feel judgmental but don't try to pretend that you don't so to speak right, right. in general we sometimes we we do that you know we, we want to be the spiritual people that we are and we don't want to admit that we're having these moments right of anger right. frustration yeah. jealousy envy we all have it mm -hmm. it's not like that goes away because it is a part of our humanity but again if i look at those things as a feedback system to help me get inward within myself and see why do i feel that envy there where did i feel not seen where do i not feel good mm. enough right where where's my anger coming from because anger is a secondary emotion yeah so sadness always sadness and grief is at the root mm -hmm. so one of the things i've done in my life is i i drum and I, mm -hmm. I i i teach how to make drums as well and so i would you know when i'd have anger i'd go either in nature or in my studio and i just i'd say okay you know god spirit help this anger to come out of me mm -hmm. so that i can touch the sadness and so I would beat the drum and I would sing, I would like do vocables. And then always a time comes where suddenly that anger, the wall of the anger breaks mm -hmm. and I break down into deep sobs. Mm -hmm. And whatever that emotion was behind that anger finally gets to be released. And then once that release is there, the nervous system can re-climatize uh, itself. The trauma has been moved. The charge has been moved, which then makes it possible to go the next step to go towards that compassion and acceptance mm -hmm. and healing. But I can't get there until I immerse myself in whatever that feeling or emotion is. It's like a fact. You can't move on from any situation without acknowledging the fact of it first. Right. If we have, if we have our rose colored glasses on. Yeah. La, 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 la. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't work. Yeah. We'll never be as effective and, no. and, and uh, empowered as we can be. But again, that's scary. And, 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 and that's why I think, you know, I've, I've done so many, you know, self-development courses and healing courses and, and things like that. Been a part of many different spiritual groups. And aside from Hawaii, I found in every single one, bless them all and the goodness that's there too, but this element of trauma mm -hmm. and understanding trauma is not addressed. Right. Right. And so for me, that's really, really important, you know, because we can practice all the law of attraction, mm. all the techniques that our gurus and coaches give us. 
but then we end up burning out and crashing with all that effort and never really getting there because our subconscious hard drive is constantly sabotaging and counteracting right. on those things because we're not yet healed and whole. Right. Right. And so for, for anybody who is suffering from that right now, even on the call, feels like, you know, every effort I put, nothing comes out of it. I would invite, take a look inside mm -hmm. and see what traumas are there. What pain is there that needs to be released? What wisdom is needed to help navigate, right? And, and then to be patient and loving and say, this happens because somewhere there's something in me that isn't in agreement right. with my, my evolution. And I can say this again, because it's, that's me, mm -hmm. you know, and I witnessed it in my clients too. You know, I don't separate myself from that process, right? It's important to, to, to recognize that, you know, we can grow through everything. And if I'm not getting where I want to be, then that means I need to look somewhere else to get the tools that I need because the tools that I have right now are not doing it, mm -hmm. right? Or so that I can get inside myself and, and rewire basically my brain and my nervous system. So I help people to rewire their brain. I study brain sciences as well and neuroplasty and epigenetics and, you know, everything. So I, I bring in an, a synthesis of the earth and the spirit mm -hmm. because I find that's very, very important. And when I give clients some of the biology understanding of what's happening with trauma as well and how the brain actually can rewire itself, they're like, wow. And that's how I was when I discovered it. Right. Like, wow. You know, like I discovered many, many years ago that, a third of a second of every single second, our brain is open and willing for a new command. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, wow. And I went, okay, I'm going to harness every darn third of a second I can. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know? and, and, and that's the work, right? So sometimes people, they give up on their healing and their process because they feel they're being, you know, ineffective because it doesn't happen fast. But the thing is, everything, all of our little mini steps, they compound into the big changes and transformations mm -hmm. right? well, so you know the, the old programming you know and everything that happened to us in didn't all happen at once and that's it and you go in and press a delete button there are a series of things and patterns that we constantly Here. repeated and so you know okay yeah. you've got that third of a second to go in there but you're going to have to continually keep reaffirming that's reaffirming until the programming switches over to the new yeah. dialogue to the new verbiage what do you say to to people you know, there's this human experience that we have in this lifetime, but we also have the DNA trauma, you know, from our lineage, but also past lives. And very often we, you know, people do not recognize that, but, you know, I, I don't know why I feel so traumatized about that. I don't recall it ever happening to me. Mm -hmm. And it's harder for them yeah. to deal with because it's not a particular memory of theirs. So somewhere I like to say, don't be attached to the story of where or why. Mm -hmm. Just look at what is right because we can write stories until the cows come home. And I do agree. Our soul is older than this lifetime. Yes. Right. I do. For me, since I was a kid, that's an automatic. Yeah. But if I get too distracted with trying to find the definition in the story, right. That's not really helping me change my, my present. Mm -hmm. Right. So even if I just acknowledge, I don't know where, how this trauma is there but I acknowledge it's there. And now what steps can I take to help it to heal? Right. And what I found is that um, when my clients do that, 
sometimes down the road, a memory comes back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or they have a vivid dream of an ancestor or something mm -hmm. like that. So what I say is don't be attached to the story right now. Don't be attached to figuring out where it happened. Right. But just acknowledge it is there. And what are my actions that I can take so I can heal my nervous system? And then through that healing, I'm actually more open and receptive to that higher awareness and insight that is in me because all the answers are already there. Yes, yes, exactly. We have, you know, like the seed of the apple tree has everything in it, you know, we have everything in us. It's just, again, um, unpacking the layers, you know, that block us from that. Mm -hmm. And that's why healing is a process. That's why we can't just go in and boom, it's done. Because each trauma impacts us on many different layers of our identity and who yeah. we are in the world. Yeah. And so we, to, to heal means we need to learn how to implement what helped us in one area mm -hmm. into all these other areas. Yes. And for that, the only time we can heal is in, in the moment when we're in the fire, when we're in the furnace, when we remember, oh, here's the bucket of water here, psh, or yeah. whatever. That, so that's why traumas and triggers are actually a gift because until we're activated, we don't have an entry point in. We just have our mind and our reasoning and our thoughts mm -hmm. and our stories. But it's in the moment of a trigger that I'm actually, I have access to affect that wound. Mm -hmm. That's when I have a moment of access to direct however I do healing or direct my mind. You know, there's many ways that, that people do their own healing work as well, right? So call in your angels, clear, 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 however way, tapping. Yes. There's many different methods that people use. You know, for me, nature was my, my biggest teacher, mm -hmm. right? And so I would go out and be barefoot whenever I would have a trigger trauma and I would breathe. That's one of my techniques, mm -hmm. right? And so to, to allow the space to feel that and then go through that layer and then don't expect that because I went through that layer that all the layers are done. Right. That's yes. where, that's where yes. we trip up. Yes. That's oh, I'm healed I, now. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's where I used to trip up so much. You know, I'd have this great healing and insight and I'm like, oh, yay, I got it. I'm connected. And then two, three days later, something would happen. And I'd be like, what happened? Yeah. Where did it go? Right. And then that's when that was in my in my late 20s and early 30s when I started discovering, oh, it's also true that where the light comes in, the shadow is revealed. Yes. Yes. So we have to understand yes. that for every layer of healing we experience, we can anticipate a counter wave coming in because it's creating space for something else to come up. Yeah. The shadow wave. I mean, it's it's. You know, the other cellulars now rise to the top in memory, right? Exactly. Because yeah. the soul's like, okay, okay, yeah. we got that one done. Now let's get this one hey, done. Me, me, right? me. So, yeah, tend to me too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right? And so when we, when we start to view our healing process in that way, and there's a joy to it, right? Yeah. For the most part, you know, you know, and I used to be like, oh my God, so much work and oh, and heavy. And it's like, no, it can be an extraordinary adventure. Get into rhythm with it. Alchemy. Yeah, yeah. Consciousness alchemy is that practice. Yes. You know, and when I was trying to think of, well, I do, I do, and I offer so much. I was trying to think, well, what do, how do I define what I do? And then the term came to me, mm. went consciousness alchemy. That's the work, 
right? And it's in those trigger moments when we apply what we know, even if it's only for one of the thirds of a second, yeah. already we've created a new trajectory. Yes. Right? So to not be attached that we have to have these big, powerful healings, really those big, powerful healings, they only happen with many micro steps right. that lead to them. You know, we, right? we talk about, you know, that third of a second where you can get in with the dialogue and we don't realize our dialogue with ourselves is, is you know, um, a good or bad vibration, you know, and very often yeah. we, you and know, our body we, listens. It, it, it totally listens and that the words that we use, the tone in which we use it in, the intent behind it, um, it's really be kind to yourself. You know, if you were talking to someone that was in pain, are you going to go on attack and say, you stupid idiot, what do you think you're doing? Da, 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 da. Is that going to be healing? No. So why do we say that to ourselves? Because we, we seem to have this thing about beating ourselves up you know, for something. And instead of, of, of it and go, oh, you, you poor thing here, here's the love. I'm healing this. I'm letting this pain go. Um, you are so much more than this. Step into your light. You know, we, we don't talk that way to ourselves. And I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I think it's also part of that patterning of who do you think you are placing yourself first? But everything says to us, place ourselves first, because what good are we to anyone else? if we are operating from a state of brokenness. Yeah, so if you understand that the sense of belonging is one of our primal needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The sense of safety, yeah. sense of safety. Yes. You know, and housing and that. Mm -hmm. But belonging and safety. So the answer to why we end up developing that inner voice is because we're afraid we won't belong. Yeah. And be accepted if we make an error. And then that means maybe we'll be, we won't be safe. Right. People might get angry at us. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's important to understand where is that inner negative dialogue coming from? Mm -hmm. And then once I understand that, then I can be the mother that I didn't have. Yes. Yeah. That way. Then I can be the one who then talks to my child self. Cause that's yeah. what in, in Hawaiian teachings, this child self is the subconscious. Yeah. Right. And then the adult self and the amakua. And so the child self, you know, is in the cowering in the corner. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is our adult self has been angry at it for so long without knowing why. Right. Because we have this stuff. So then we have to be the one to say, hey, little one, come here. Yeah. It's safe. You're okay. Yeah. You're okay. And even if somebody rejects you, even if you make a mistake, it doesn't remove your worth. That is, I think, so we a have huge lesson for everyone to, to learn is that, so, it, you know, everybody has a perception or, 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 you know, attracted to certain vibe. And if somebody's not attracted to your vibe, it's not a rejection of you. It's just that you're no. not in tune with them. You're not playing in the same orchestra, right? Don't take it personally. <laughs> yeah. But even if it is a direct re rejection of you, it's okay. Yes. So one of the things that in Hawaiian teachings that really empowered me is claiming my own sovereign authority over me, but also granting other people their authority and sovereignty yes. over them, mm -hmm. which means they have total permission to believe whatever they want to believe and think whatever they want to think about me. 
Yes. Took years to get to yes. that one, man. I suffered from so much rejection. Right. You know, and I was like, why? Why don't people like me? You know, or yeah. why? You know, many times. And then, and then that came to me, and I realized, yes, that's right. So, we are all the writers of our own stories. Right. So their story about me is really about them. Yeah. Reflections. Okay. Or, mm -hmm. or about somebody that maybe I remind them of. Yep. Or I trigger them for some reason. Yes. And so now I'm at the point where I say, okay, good. Trigger them. Awesome. That means there's a potential for growth. Right. Exactly. If they take it or not, it's not up to me. But life has provided that trigger. Yeah. Right? And so then you, you turn it around in that way. So even that experience, you can let go gradually by, by repeating to ourselves and taking care of ourselves. No, you are enough. And even yes. with mistakes, even with misgivings, even if you did this way when back then and you regret it, you're still enough. Yeah. Nobody is never not enough. No. It's who you are in the now, right? Not who you were yesterday. It's who you are in the now. Yeah. And even if in the now I'm being a bitch. How do I shift it? Yes. Right? Recognizing right? it. Like, recognizing it. Where's the frustration coming from? You know, what am I feeling? What have I let in? I, and how, yeah. how am I going to deal with this? Well, beating yourself up isn't going to do anything about it. It's, it's like... Even with that. Yeah. Yeah. Go find the something that, even, that soothes you. Yeah. And even with that, then I can still say I'm still enough, even though yeah. in this moment I wasn't able to regulate my emotions. Right. And why, was, why wasn't I able to regulate my emotions? Oh, something triggered a pain in me. Right. And so then again, to understand that all of these reactions we have with, in our world and we see around us, at the, at the root of them is trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody starts out being mean to people. We all start out with love. Right. We want to give love and we want to receive love. But along the way, interruptions happen to block it. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and to, to make us feel like life isn't safe and that people aren't safe, maybe. And that love right? isn't safe. To and love, love means safe. you're going to get hurt. How many people, I was hurt and I will never love again. Well, I'm not going to give yeah. my, my love, my vulnerability, because I don't trust that they won't hurt me. So what happens is the, the people is, will hurt you because that's your Velcro. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is that really, I'm robbing myself of my yes. own vulnerability. My yes. Own yeah. You know, there was, a, there was a breakup that happened for me many years ago. And I was so devastated. But I noticed my pain was a lot greater than what, you know, yeah. really should be. And I looked within and then I accessed the deep memory because my mother left when I was seven and then mm. she moved to Europe. So I didn't have a mother growing up. And then she had some, you know, ways about her that were very not okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so, which, which, which felt diminishing towards me. And, you know, so that's where my feeling of not enough came from and I'm not lovable. Right. And so um, when you, when you, when you connect to that, and you see, okay, there's my wound. You understand where did that come from in that trigger, that wound that everybody has. Right. Right. And then you have that compassion for yourself. Yes. Right. And you, you start being kind to yourself. Because even my mom, she had her traumas. traumas. Right. She couldn't cope right? with them, so she ran and, from them. And, yeah. 
and her traumas led her to be and now I have a beautiful relationship with her mm -hmm. but it took a lot of years of healing mm -hmm. right and so in this relationship when that wound came up I went wow so that that relationship was the perfect trigger to bring up that ancient wound and I wailed mm -hmm. I was alone in my cabin and I touched into that pain and I wailed like a baby and all of that pain was able to come out and then once it was out, I no longer felt the same loss. Mm. Yeah. And also, I recognized my question was to myself after that healing, which I don't think this could have come before the healing. Mm -hmm. So what is it that I miss about being with this person? Mm -hmm. And I realized I miss how I felt I was with mm -hmm. that person. And then I realized, well, I'm still here. Yes. So I can still create that feeling that person brought out a part of me that I loved mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. because they left me doesn't mean I have to stop living that energy. right right so so that's what I mean if we say I'm not going to love anymore we're robbing ourselves yes you know that we're I think that the the, the other thing is people who hold so tightly onto control um you know it's that trauma. Yeah, exactly. The, the fear that they can't trust you to be there on your own volition, uh, the fear that you will go against them, uh, the fear that you will leave them. And, uh, and that is, you know, they don't realize that that control is the very thing that's pushing people away. And, you know, it, you know, it's, it's somebody being in your arena and being with you through free will, through choice is, um, is a, a most beautiful loving vibration it is a place to be because you are both wanting to be there for no other reason than you want to be with each other you complement each other but when people demand that you be there so you change that or you know can i get a cup of coffee can i get gas in the car i had one of those um in fact actually when uh, leaving a relationship um i asked for the separation and the comment was uh, that bloody pendulum woman took the control I had um, over you away from me. Yeah, and, and that summed up, you know, the marriage, the control. And I would yeah, no yeah. longer wish to be in control uh, or have yeah. somebody in control over me that I had taken my control back for myself. And that was, that was the thing that he feared the most, right? So um, we, have, we also have to make sure that we don't take on other people's fears and make them our own because that can happen and then you're, you're even more confused and you're carrying around even more drama or you're trying to fix someone right where it's not for us to fix them it's for us to nurture them so they can help themselves really? but we, <laughs> and that and yeah. ends up backfiring on you so first and foremost oxygenate yourself be true to who you are and do the work that you need to do in order for you to be as whole as you can be on your journey of life and stop living for someone else because when you are enough for you you will be enough for the other people around you and for the people that you will attract your other velcros yeah and and what i'd like to add to that too is that um you know when we're trying to fix somebody else or change mm -hmm. somebody else actually it's an indication that we're trying to fix ourselves but we're not doing it directly right and we think That's fixing them is going to fix them yes <laughs> yeah 
so so there's a there's a layer of that awareness yeah. to have too mm. right so you know or you know i'm helping these people to succeed but i'm not doing my own part to make me succeed no what is that right right and so so it's actually there's a you know there's a mirroring in that mm. situation too and it's really it's again a feedback i look at yeah. everything as a feedback yes system. yeah and yeah. again no judgment right or wrong good or bad right the universe is a feedback system within yes. and without it, with that reflection so, you see things more clearly so now you can make a better choice you can decide i'm you don't want to feel like that so what am i going to do about it right and and, and what so i don't want to feel that way but i do so i have to acknowledge the fact i do and then i have to say to myself or i, I mean i have the option i could just stay in my patterns and that's fine mm. too you know um but I have the option to choose, um, okay, this is how I feel. So what can I do? What can I give myself? Or what attention do I need to give to myself? Or what do I need? And journaling is fabulous. Yes. I've journaled my whole life. Mm -hmm. And so that's a great um, place to just start writing. Mm. Because then it takes what's inside and it puts it out. And you get so much more clarity. Yeah. Right? So in, in those moments, just to take that time and yeah, I don't want to feel this anymore, but I also can't pretend I don't feel it. I can't exile mm. it because it'll just come back even stronger mm -hmm. in some unexpected moment, you know, because those things that we bury, they're like a pressure cooker pot and they're cooking yep. under the surface. Yeah. Right. And then in a moment, we don't even know, we lose control. <laughs> the exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking the roof with it. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it's really important to get to know our subconscious. You know, like if I were to give a metaphor, so, you know, this is our subconscious and this is its control, 95%, science has said. It's controlling our choices. Mm -hmm. This is our consciousness. Mm -hmm. Right? It's controlling the consciousness. So for me, the healing journey is becoming aware of the subconscious. Yes. And shrinking so the other. consciousness can now yeah. direct and navigate when the subconscious comes in because i have the knowledge to do that i and often so that's what is the healing journey is, mm -hmm. is, is is learning and doing that and it's, it's step by step moment by moment i often re refer to it you know rather like you know being pregnant with self you know you know we go through our trimester and they can be rocky you know you can really feel sick you can feel down you can feel all sorts of emotions and you know you're going to have to give birth to yourself and labor yeah. is painful but afterwards yeah. that new you yeah, right that new you is just like you are the person i've been waiting for <laughs> i didn't know yeah. you were inside of me all the time so we have yeah. to be willing to go through some of the pain in order to have the gift of ourselves at the end of it. Yeah, we have to let go of who we think we are in yeah. order to be who we can be. Yes. Really. And that is right? a lot and of it is the societal yeah. thing, isn't it, too? You know, the societal expectation of who you should be, where you should be in life, what you should be doing, your economics, your religion, your this, your that, and everything. Let go of that. All of it. Let go of that. Follow your consciousness and it will be the guide to who you should be, what you should be doing. Uh, your entire why is in that consciousness. So let your consciousness rise up. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, it's really, again, I'll use the Hawaiian because I work with the Hawaiian um, principles in my work. You know, the sovereignty. Mm -hmm. Claiming our sovereign authority yeah. over ourselves. Mm -hmm. And our sovereign relationship to God, spirit, nature however way we define it yeah 
gas god universe spirit again yeah yeah you know and then we can in in the more that I heal my traumas, the more sovereignty I naturally gain. Yes. Then makes the imprint of society and others, though they might still be poking and yelling and screaming, Mm. it, it, it then no longer has the same impact that it once used to have. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes there's a magic and sometimes somebody says, Oh, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes our evolution can also inspire somebody else's, even the person who was our adversary that can happen right why are you so calm in this storm what is this what are you doing there's a tornado going on around you but you you know there there was a monk that i had on um that actually takes people not during covid during normal times takes people into times square to meditate Mm -hmm. amongst the chaos it's not meditating in the silence right it's it's how to be still in that one add one in the now amongst the chaos around you. That's kind of, as you say, going into the eye of the, of the tornado. Yes. And you know, what good is meditation if I can only do it in quiet? Exactly. Cause how often do you get that beautiful, peaceful silence? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and so, and there was a time too where, you know, and I still do work with crystals and pendulum mm-hmm. and things like that, but there was a time where I was so dependent on them. Yeah. Yes. And then one day I woke up to the fact, man, no, what happens if I don't have my amethyst or what happens mm-hmm. if I don't have my whatever? And I realized, you know, and I was studying with a shaman from uh, Peru at that time too. And I realized that, wow, I need to have my power in me, mm-hmm. not attached to an outer object right, or right. A person. Yes. Right. So, so then I went, okay, that's, I have to start strengthening me and mm-hmm. healing me right and so that is the journey because we for me i don't want to be dependent on any individual or any object for my safety you, you know you're, right? you're out or there to- kind of naked in the world and you know everything yeah. that you need lies within you all of these other things have been instruments that have helped you in your discovery to open you up ignite right ignite the heart the spirit and the soul but once it's ignited it's on the generator is working keep the generator going and it'll exude out of you yeah exactly it's flicking the switch right and so and when i say i don't want to be dependent i don't mean that i don't want to need other people yes we will always we are people we need yes i don't want to put the dependency of my healing and my well-being and say well oh because that person rejected me now i'm sad or because that's not with me i can't be strong so that's what i mean by dependence because we are an interdependent people we need community we need each other right but you know being dependent in a way that is robbing me of my sovereignty and also robbing the other person of their sovereignty yeah right it's not just me then i'm i'm putting you know, psychic expectations and ties that is actually harming them. And that's why you can't take people on your journey. This is your journey. It's not somebody yeah. else's journey with you. If you inspire them and, if, and yeah. that becomes an invitation for them to take their own journey, great. But yeah. this is your journey for you. It's not for you to try and drag somebody along, but I'm doing it, you've got to do it with me. No, and we each yeah. come to that cross roads that decision at the point when you know either the cosmic two by four or the tap on the shoulder you know where it's like this is the now 
and what are you going to do to heal the past and, and, and not let it be a dictator for your future. But stop trying to drag people along with you. Um, it's your own personal journey. And once you and your aura um, become one and become that radiant frequency out there, you will become that inspiration for other people. Uh, they will want to know what it is you're doing because they want to feel that way too. Yeah. And we can journey with each other. Yeah. It's just it's a matter a of not projecting. Yeah. It's not a matter of projecting the assumptions yeah. and the expectations. That's, yeah. that's the thing. We can journey. We, we, we need to journey together. Yeah. It's not about being a lone wolf, but it's about me being sovereign within my own self so that I have the authority over my, my emotions and right. my choices. That's your personal journey. Yes. And that's my journey. And then, you know, like for me now, I share what I've learned. Right. Exactly. Right? But I say to everybody I work with, I don't have your answers. But these are tools that can help you get to your answers that are already in you. That's the and thing. That's, the, that's, that's what a true teacher and a true guardian does. You share the skills and the tools that, that you learned that got you to where you are. You've already inspired people by who you are. Now they want to know how you did it. You can hand them the instruments. You can hand them the wisdom and the tools. How they apply them is up to them, right? It's up to them and how they use them. Yeah, and, and giving them the empathy and the love yes. and the witnessing. They yes. all need to be witnessed in their journey too, Yeah, right? Lovingly witnessed as we grow through things. The, the support and, and even the cheerleading, you know, it's, a, you know, when we have a milestone, it's like we, we want someone, you don't know how big this is for me. You, know? you want somebody there that, you know, I see you, I hear you, you know, and, and I, you know, I see you is a big one, isn't it? We, we want to be seen for who we are now in our light but it doesn't mean that we have to you know have a neon light to be seen you can just have a wonderful glow no, about need, you we don't need to be celebrities that's no, not about, it's about it's yeah. just about rating the authentic self yeah right coming back to the true self that has been buried under trauma and yeah you know coping mechanisms and beliefs and narratives that you know actually we create those to try to protect our true self yeah right Yes, but the thing well, the with, defense with that, turns against us. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The thing with that is, is that when we shut other people out for that reason, we also shut people shut the love out. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so and that's again we come back to we circle to vulnerability. Right. Vulnerability is actually a great strength to be yeah. able to sit in the moment of now and acknowledge my vulnerability. And also vulnerability is also not just, okay, I'm vulnerable to somebody, but it's also making me open to receive yes. life and insights. So I had my, my, my teacher in Hawaii, we were in circle once and, and I, I had the courage at that time. I said, okay, I have to say, I have to ask something, you know, I said, you know, I've been doing my healing work for at that time, I guess it was 17 or 18 years. And I said, but each time I go to start one session, I feel like I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. I feel vulnerable, right? And I always interpreted that 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 was something wrong, right? Instead of wonderment. <laughs> and he told me, he said, "No, he says that's perfect. That's where you need to be to meet the person authentically who you're working with, right? Because it is unknown. You've never worked with them before, right? You have no idea what is coming forward. So it's perfect. Don't change it." And I went. Oh, and then this, this judgmental voice in me that was like, you know, saying, oh, I don't have enough confidence. Why don't I have enough confidence? You know, and I was like, you know, all these voices that had turned something mm -hmm. that was actually good into a negative. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, so I said so, we can talk ourselves out of things very easily if we allow ourselves to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so understanding that, you know, even just that micro shift, it, mm -hmm. it liberated me when he said that. And then suddenly I felt confident, but not confidence like I thought yeah. I needed to feel confidence. Right? It's, 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 it's well, I, I call it a core confidence. You know, it's when your yeah. core really feels something. You know, I, I mean, obviously doing what I'm doing, I get people you know, ask me all the time to kind of, you know, partner with them or do this or take this. And, and uh, you know, for me is if the core says, no, I trust the core, it's not for me. Doesn't mean it's wrong for someone else. It's just yeah, not yeah. for me. And then there'll be something else that will resonate and, it, and the core will open up and say, I'm, I'm ready to receive that information. And, you know, the thing is go into things with a blank slate, go in, in wonderment of that something you've never felt or never seen and never heard before. Don't go there with preconceived ideas because now you're going to contaminate what it is you're to learn. And that's the manava. That's yeah. the eternal presence. Yeah. Again, we circle right back to that. Yeah. Right? When I can be in pure presence where I'm meeting the moment without all my labels, without all my stories, mm -hmm. but just with pure awareness of presence, then that's when my actions are going to match the reality that is present as well to help me move forward. But if I'm in that moment and I've got all my filters from the past, right? Yes. And I can only see your nose right now, right? <laughs> and, I'm reacting to your, and I'm reacting to your nose. <laughs> right? And, and so let everything else I'm reveal. Reacting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so the moment I'm reacting to your nose, I'm no longer in that presence of now. Right, right. And so for, for me, my healing journey, and you know what I understand for me, I think it is in a general way, our healing journey. Mm is to get to a point that we are in our presence, right? So we are in our real self, grounded. And from that place of presence, I have the capacity to perceive. Mm -hmm. But as long as I'm in frenetic, frenetic stuff of my past or future, yeah. I, cannot, I cannot see and to acknowledge that. And again, it's not about being perfect. You know, no. it's, it's a matter of being engaged in the process. You and, know, and, and you know the and, the imperfections are kind of what makes you unique, right? Because not not everybody has the same imperfections, and it's like this: the more we strive yeah. for perfection, the more we're going to let ourselves down. And there I, is the only perfection is being present, right? <laughs> exactly, and if, exactly. And if in this moment I'm angry, let me be present for my anger. Yeah. If in this moment I'm scared, let me be present for my scared, my feeling scared. In this yeah. moment, feeling happy, let me be fully present in that yeah. happiness. And yeah. Joy. Do not deny it. Go through it. It's there for a reason. Acknowledge it. Live go it. through it. Yeah. Exactly. Live it and learn from it. Yeah. Live it and learn from it. Yeah. Because it's there for a reason. It's there to teach you something you know, denying it, it just means it's going to come back even stronger later. Now you've written a book called Grace and the Art of Showing Up, The Spiritual Journey of Empowerment Against All Odds. Yes, resilience, grace, and the art of showing up. Oh, sorry, up. I've got glasses on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Resilience, resilience, grace, and the art of showing up. Resilience is something that's a little bit like persistence in a lot of ways, right? You know, if you don't have resilience and persistence, you're, you're really not going to get anywhere you know if you if you're wanting something more than than your trauma and living in your past uh, and you want to embrace the now and what is possible for you for the future then you need to have that resilience and also that mm -hmm. persistence because you're not going to get the answers every moment but I think the word grace 
I, I wish people had more grace and lived more in grace because that is not only respectful of self, of spirit, but it's respectful of each other. So, um, and I, I hear you, and the way that I'm using grace in the title is, um, so the resilience, because I used to share my story with people and for years people were saying, oh, you got to write a book, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, okay. And then when the, finally the momentum came, I'm like, well, what do I call it? Or what is, and, and what is it that helped me get through all the stuff that I went through? And then, you know, re watching nature, seeing the resilience of nature inspired me my whole life, right? How a single blade of grass mm. can push itself through yeah. cement. Yeah. It's longing. And so, and we all have that yeah. inner, you know, directive to yeah. grow. It exists, even if it's been reach for the light, <laughs> it exists, right? So nature gave me the reflections of resilience that helped me get through a mm. lot. Okay. Um, showing up. It means, you know, there are moments where like one of my albums, the CDs that I made, right? That's not the one that's being a giveaway here. The one that's being given away here is a new release. It hasn't even been released on the market yet. Wonderful. So it's, it's crystal bowl healing. Mm. But my first CD, um, the day that I was supposed to go in to record it, I had a trauma trigger. Mm. And I was about to call the producer because he had invited me to play on one of his CDs. And so I called the producer, I was about to call the producer and tell him I can't do it. And then an inner voice said to me, Luana, either you're going to show up mm -hmm. and see what happens, or you're just going to stay letting your trauma control your life. Right. Yep. And so then I dried my tears. I mm -hmm. did my breath and I went, okay. I said, I called, I'm running late. I'll be right there. And so I ended up, doing the recording with him and some other artists for his CD, but then he offered me free studio time. Mm -hmm. That's how I made my first CD. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it's like, if I would have allowed yeah. that trauma to hold me in that moment. The doubt. Right? Mm -hmm. If I would have not used the tools that I had at that time to pull myself out against that gravity that wanted yeah. me to stay suffering and sad and yeah. all that, right? Then that CD wouldn't have been made. And then that CD was really popular and people were calling me about these spontaneous healings and mm. all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, wow, yes. you know, I had no idea. So, and I think a part of that is that action, that moment when we, the alch alchemist moment where we're ah, yeah. working it, shift it. My sense is that that creates a powerful frequency in the world. Mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. ourselves. Yes. It's the hardest thing to do. We're yeah. going against the gravity, right? Yes. And so showing up, you know, okay, so I showed I showed up to every opportunity even when I was afraid. Right. Even when I even when I didn't think I was enough. Even when I thought, Oh my god, I have no idea. So I think it's also the best time to show up actually. <laughs> of course. But most of the time we feel buried and we don't, yeah. right? When we trauma. And so then the grace for me is the divine grace. Mm -hmm. So it's the grace that comes and graced me when I would show up. Right. Right. So in, in, in the Hawaiian teachings with the lineage I was initiated into, there's a term called thundering grace and it's the inalienable right, right of every human being to receive grace. Mm -hmm. And a part of that is 
grace receiving gratitude. Yeah. Understanding gratitude is a catalyst for grace. So it's like the eight. Yes. Yes. Gratitude. Right. And whenever we, we, whenever we step up into an opportunity, that is a gratitude. And then grace comes because I've gone through so many things and no matter how hard the hit or the trauma, um, every time I showed up to try to learn or grow or whatever, grace would come and bless me with something I could never even right. imagine, a personal contact, you know? And so mm -hmm. it's, it's understanding that relationship between resilience, grace, and the art of showing up. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the three things that I could actually name that helped me get through. Yeah. And the grace, that's divine, you know, that's, that's, it's, it's, all, it's in us. It's in everyone. It's everywhere. Yes, yes. But to activate it. But to activate that, I always say, we have to do our part, then the universe responds to that part that we do. Exactly, right? exactly. Again, you know, you're going back to your Velcro, the universe will stick with you, you know, if you rise up into that grace. And, um, but gratitude is a huge one, you know, because even being grateful for the traumas, being grateful for the fear of, I don't know, you know, I'm in a traumatic moment. Can I go out there and put myself on the line and do this music? You know, are they going to see the trauma in me and the doubt and the fear and, and off it goes, right? But, you know, having the gratitude rising up and going, but look at the opportunity. What if you don't? Yes. Yeah. And had you not, where would you be? You wouldn't have had that CD. You wouldn't have been there. You wouldn't have had, uh, uh, um, and people would have been denied the gift that you were given to share. Yeah, and I, I performed weekly at this uh, benefit for children of war for three years. Wow. You know, yeah. and, and, and other, you know, roomy performances and church performances and things like that. And everywhere I went, everybody just loves the flute and how I play yes. it. And, and, and I'm, still in, I'm still in awe of that. Well, the flute you is know, such a beautiful never, never, soul instrument, isn't it? It really does speak to the soul. Well, I, I never learned music. Mm, so it just comes I, from, you know. I picked up, yeah, when I was going through um, some really tumultuous trauma, you know, around that relationship I mentioned and, and overcoming, um, I picked up a flute and because I was inspired, I heard the sound of the Native American cedar flute and it moved my heart so deeply. Mm. I thought I have to play. And so I bought myself a little bamboo flute, mm -hmm. you know, $5. And I just started going into nature to play. And the flute became my, my prayer and my movement of the suffering in me that I couldn't move with words or right. anything or talking. It helped me to get that out. And it ended up being my response of mm -hmm. healing from life. Mm -hmm. And so I did that for nine years without anybody really hearing. I think maybe in the eighth year, I let one friend hear me play. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until I moved here to BC from Germany. I lived in Europe for 10 and a half years before moving to BC. Um, yeah, a, a Cree elder invited me into their community and started inviting me to play. And I was like, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say no, right? Right, you're asked, no. you do. Right? Yes, exactly. And, and so, and so I did, and then again, the feed, the feedback that came from people, you know, and it moved them like, wow. And so my art grew through playing for the people. And so it ended up balls as well. The crystal balls. Crystal singing balls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I play the Hawaiian nose flute too. So you play with your nose. Oh, really I haven't beautiful. seen that one. That's yeah. definitely different. Yeah. 
There's something yeah. about music and, that, um, that is so incredibly healing for me, you know, if, if I'm in that space where I need, I need the spiritual support, it is through music. And, and it's been proven that the tonage of music and the frequency of music readjusts our psyche, readjusts us chemistry within us. So, yeah. you know, what, um, it doesn't matter about the language and, and it doesn't matter about the species. We all respond to music. And it is that core ignition again, isn't it? It's, it's that comfort. Um, it is that peace. It, it is that inspiration. And, and it is uh, uh, just pure love. It, it, and it's, it's, you know, it's a universal language that yeah. every heart understands. Yes. Right? Every living being's every heart understands. Yeah. A uniting, a uniting factor. Right? Yes, and, exactly. And another layer I want, I'd like to go into the resilience Mm -hmm. um, is that oftentimes we think resilience is just perseverance. Mm -hmm. But what I discovered is that resilience is about creativity. Yes. As well. Yes. You know, and so the music, and I used to dance, I studied movement therapy for many years and practiced it. And so music and dance were the creative actions that my trauma brought me to do mm -hmm. to activate resilience. Right. So even trees, I've seen trees that grow over a fence, you know, mm -hmm. that's creative. Yes. Right. There's creativity, how, you know, or how the, the tree will bend like that or something because there was something. Right. And so resilience isn't just about the effort to push through. It's about the creativity that can be activated in us. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the function of the duality, the trauma or whatever we're going through there's that potential of creativity that can be born. And, and people right? think so that people are creative, have to be artists or scientists or this, that. No, no there's no. this creativity in every single one of us if we allow it to come out. Mm -hmm. and, and how many people like yourself, you know, it's, um, well, people are interested in listening to my flute. You know, I was just doing this yeah. for me. And then look again uh, of how it, you know, has transcended and ascended people. Uh, and that's the thing, if we get out of our own doubt and, and just trust, we're given a gift for a reason. And, you know, it, if we stop looking for the perfection or comparison, I don't sound like this yes, person. I'm not this, that. Yeah. That is a killer uh, completely. If you were given the gift to do what you are doing, and even if one person, one person is uplifted from it, then Absolutely. it's done its job. You know, again, stop looking at the numbers and, um, and it's, it's whoever listens and what the effect it has on them is already a gift beyond, right? Absolutely. I feel that so strongly, you know, and I just, I'm just grateful. And after every, you know, every session I have, I come home to my husband, like, oh my God, it was amazing. I yeah. can't believe it. I just, oh, the shows that I do, you know, I come away and it's like, oh my God, that person was awesome. And this is what they're doing and that what yeah. they're doing. And my whole energy has been completely uplifted, which is what I love, you know, kind of the energy. Yeah, and, and, and I learned, with, everyone. I learned yeah. with every client I work yes. with too, you yes. know, because everybody is a different universe. And so I have to find my ways mm. to communicate to that specific universe. Yes. And sometimes 
in, like ideas and metaphors come in that I've never used in my life before, right. but there it comes through for that person. Right. And it's really a cool process. It's quite yes. fun. You know, yes. I call that to, the knowingness, that knowing what you need to know when you need to know it. Right. And, and, and in my own counseling practice, uh, you know, is where did you study? How did you know that? And I said, I have no idea how I know it. I just know what I need to know when I need to know it for you. And that is it. That's just trusting. I don't need to verify back vein pedal very often i don't even remember what i've said to you because it just was in yeah. the now right? <laughs> yeah exactly and and you know stop looking for verification and validation and and pieces of paper to verify uh you know god doesn't hand out certificates you know um you know it's it's you're given a gift embrace the gift in gratitude use it where you need to use it because they will show you how and then step back you have no idea the effect that it's had on people uh you may have seeded you may have watered or you may have see somebody completely grow before your eyes but the whole point is you were given this gift to do that and what they do with it is now their journey absolutely and that's that's how i work mm -hmm. you know i give everything i've got to yes power and then there they go yeah right? and it's, i'm not i'm not into keeping people hooked on to me there's some people no. that keep coming back again and again or oh get yep. this and that. i uh, you know i want to give everything i got and then if they still want to come back because they just want to that's a different thing yes but, not because not they need the to. Oh, yeah. I need to get yeah. this now yeah. too because so I, I I've never resonated with that way you know no. I, I like to give it and um, we don't want the dependency we, right the dependency oh, no. leads to you, you, being, not, you know yeah yeah I'm not serving them if I'm making right. them dependent on me. exactly or dependent on anything like you used to be dependent yes. on the crystals and everything until you realize all those vibrations of everything are already inside of you right you know you can touch the crystal within you yes yeah i still yeah. because they're great for tuning but there's mm -hmm. not the dependency <laughs> yeah. right yeah exactly yeah i'm a runes person and if i have yeah. a question i can't answer or it's not coming to me i'll ask the runes and they've very much deal in the now what you need to know in the now but very often it, i don't need to do that because all i need to do is get out of my own way and step into my now and the knowingness yeah. will be right and then trust yeah. that knowingness you know don't go all human analytical on it just trust the feeling you will know when it fits right because your soul heart and spirit will agree mm -hmm. so. and um so i i agree with that and i also noticed from my own journey and other journeys too that sometimes it's not about analyzing but sometimes it's good to check in okay. is it my wound that's directing this answer or is it my soul because sometimes our protective mechanisms right there's a point when we've healed our traumas enough we just know yes right because we, we, we've discerned already what it feels like if we're having a trauma answer right from our wound or not but in the process, until we get to that clarity, it's important to, to just check in, not overanalyze, but check in. Am I feeling an aversion to doing this because it's just a clear insight? Or is my wound influencing me a little bit? And mm -hmm. by doing that process, we eventually learn our body language. So then yes. like you, we then know what our core is yes but it's a process to get to that yeah you don't right? this is not something that so happens overnight it's something that you have to work on here yeah. <laughs> journey on it, i used to prefer to say journey to on mm -hmm. yeah we have to heal right yeah 
we have to know or we have to go from here to here yes. so that I know what's navigating what's what's Im Im impressing on me to make yes. my choice yeah and then once we've done that enough times then we we know our body's language and then it's, it's not a we just know like you're saying you just know yeah right i used to know when you're fooling yourself you know no no that's not the case you know this is something you've got to deal with you know oh i'm just feeling empathetic sadness for the world right now no no that sadness is coming from somewhere else and you know and and i think a lot of empaths sometimes feel a little powerless you know they feel the sadness of the world then they feel powerless because of course the first thing they want to do is just go out and hug the world and and say here is love and and you can do that to a point you can send out that energetic love and i think that's sometimes all we can do is just send out loving blessings to all those that are ready to receive it because for some people will bounce off them they're not ready to receive it and others are hungry and ready to receive it even though they don't even know where it's coming from yeah dave hawkins wrote uh, power versus force Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how the impact of one person's, you know, evolving affects how many people. Mm. So I'm going to paraphrase, I haven't read it for a while, but I know it was around this line that one human being turning, doing the alchemy to shift anger, right? That moment impacts something like 80,000 people. Right. It has the ripple of ripple effects. So power versus voice force. It's a really great book and it's, it really depicts, and he measured this through kinesiology scientifically. Mm -hmm. He's, he's a, a doctor too. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I found that when I heard that, I'm like, wow, you know, and then it helps to redirect. Yeah. My healing's not just for me. It's for right. everybody. It's and like this show. Not, not everybody is going to listen to it, but the vibration is already out there and people are receiving it. With, without exactly. knowing, this, right? Our, our yeah. conversation is radiating, yes. right? Yes. And, 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 and that's, it's a beautiful thing, mm -hmm. right? And so. And, this, and, and we and, need and, and this time and place right now for our energies to shift. You know, uh, this planet is in trouble. The universe is desperately trying to help us for us to change that consciousness. And in that consciousness, we're in a consciousness of love. We can't knowingly hurt anyone. It from that state of love. It's a vibration that cannot do that, which also means ourself. And the glow, like the sun's sunlight that comes from the sun, that glow of energy that comes from people that have stepped into the conscious love, you know, transcends everything. And that's where we need to be right now. So stepping into it for yourself, yes, but to realize that you, how many people you are helping with that loving vibration is another good reason for you to yeah. place importance upon yourself. And, and I'm impacting the trees around me. I'm yes. impacting my plants. I'm impacting yes. my pets. I'm impacting everything. You know, yeah. whenever I make that shift, if there's something and, you know, to, to shift, that is a powerful moment. And then just maintaining, you know, yes. And, and understanding that, okay, we, we all, we will all have off moments, right? We'll all have moments where we're not as good at it, but, those moments are useful because they're showing me something for me to learn. Right. So in that sense, it is still perfect, so to speak. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if everything again is a feedback system, if I learn from everything that happens to me because I choose to, mm -hmm. then only good can come out of it. Stop ignoring 
everything is a message. <laughs> Stop ignoring, you know, uh, if we ignore, um, and you know, you facing, you know, that doubt or that trauma or that fear about going into the studio um, and you're not ignoring that, you're facing it and saying, no, you know, I am not going to let the trauma win. I am going to let yeah. the, the, the gratitude of the gift win. And that's not ignoring it, but it's ignoring the, the you know, um, I'll, I'll get to it tomorrow. Or, you know, I don't really want to deal with that trauma today. You know, I just don't feel like it. And it's like, it's begging you to face you so that it can be released and so stop keep ignoring and suppressing allow and see that's an example of whether a wound is leading me yeah or my soul yeah my wound was trying to get me to not go right my wound was trying to say oh no i don't feel it. oh i'm not ready or whatever yeah. my that was my wound that wasn't my high self right but i was trying to say oh no this is my high self but it wasn't Right. And then that counter force was just so strong. I couldn't ignore it. Right. And then it's like, that was my soul. Yes. And my soul knew what, you know, what was going to be born. I didn't, but that was a pivotal moment. And I have so many of those moments in my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why this going up is a part of it in, in, in the book. And um, yeah, it's know thyself. It's the ancient. Yes, principle. exactly. Know thyself. Yeah. The more that I, the more that I know myself, the more that I'm familiar with my triggers, my mechanisms, my patterns, my beliefs, you know, the unconscious, subconscious drives, the more that I have an awareness, even just that they exist, even mm. though I don't understand them all. But if I know, then that gives me a knowledge and a power to investigate and then to create choice consciously rather than subconsciously. Yeah. And be the energy that we seek. Um, because we're all here for a reason. We're all given a gift. We're, we, we've, we've all got a meaningful purpose. And when you step into that purpose and, uh, and then you truly know and you understand why you went through what you went through and what the gift is that you've been given. And in, the, in that gratitude and grace, you can move, move forward into helping others on their journey of life. And really, quite simply, isn't that what it's about? Yeah. And, you know, we're all here to share. Storytelling mm. is important. Yes. You know, hearing other people's stories. How did you do it? How did you make it? It's a basic foundational human need. I mean, that's why we had traveling storytellers right. the, in the different, in the more primal cultures, you know, or primal times, you know, mm -hmm. in the Celts, and Africa, Native Americans, everywhere. Storytelling is, has been an essential part of human evolution. Right. It's from the beginning right. of time, right? So, yeah. So, well, we need the storytelling. We need to hear other people's stories and we need to share our story. Yeah. You know, and, and so, yeah, and so that's one of the reasons I wrote the book. I thought, okay, you know, I'll share my story and put it out there and, and uh, see if it, you know, if it touches even one life again, it's, it's worth Yes, it. exactly, it's exactly. Because when that person resonates with it, it means that you're speaking yeah. to their trauma, um, mm -hmm. but you're also speaking, you know, to their ability to face it. And, and that's the important and, thing. And to, and to have the capacity. That's my, my thing is I want, you know, to empower people to know they have so much more power than they realize. Yes. To transform their lives. We have so much trouble. Uh, we have the solution within us. We are what we seek, 
right? We are the love, we're the solution, we're the, we're the gift, we're the ability. It's all within us if we're willing to take that journey in. And, you know, yeah. you were given a gift to give people the skills and the tools in order to be able to take that journey. And that's what it's about, yeah. right? Helping people get from the A to the B. So yeah. from where, how do we get from a state to feeling that acceptance? Right. You know, and then that's the journey. And that's what I, I the, how I teach and share. I help people to have that, the tools they need to be able to do that. And now you have a lot of sites here. So would you like to give your sites to everybody? Because there are four sites here. Four, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> four sites, I know. <laughs> um, so the, uh, so just now I've, I'm launching out in October doing a new, um, a live online coaching program. So not pre-recorded, mm -hmm. I'll meet with people live for 12 weeks where I'm sharing um, 12 key principles, universal principles framed with the Hawaiian work um, to help people to make that journey, to go inward, mm -hmm. to get to know what is going on inside me that I don't know. Right. And how can I feel and how can I share and what, what techniques can I do to help me move from here to there, right? And so I just started just launching it now in October. I'm really excited about it because I used to not be into doing online stuff, but in one of my interviews um, for my book, a woman invited me to do an online healing call and it ended up being so powerful. I was like, mm. wow, this works too. Yes, oh and yeah. So and now with COVID, of course, I still have people coming for the personal healing retreats here at the retreat center, but it's less. Yes. Right. And so I thought, well, how can I, because I love doing what I do. I thought, how can I create something so I can share it no matter where and, and, and then reach a larger community. So now I've, I've created that. So it's called the Aloha Method. Mm -hmm. And the website is uh, the Aloha Method .ca, not .com, .ca, Aloha Method .ca. Um, for the personal healing retreats, it is serenitybythesea.com. Uh, for my book, it's long, it's going to be on the page, fortunately, but it's yes. luannavictoriaaranaauthor.com. And then for the Hawaiian healing work is hawaiianhealinghub.com. So that's everything that has grown through me over these years. And so the, uh, the Haloa method will be where you're having that course? Yes, so that would be the website to read about the Aloha Method and to sign on if you mm -hmm. want to. Um, it's going to be a really beautiful journey. So it's going to be one call a week live talking and then once a week also a distant group healing session. So where I'll be doing some spiritual response therapy and energy work that helps to move and release whatever's blocking on an energetic level. Yeah, and that'll be for 12 weeks. And of course, um, on selfdiscoverymedia.com, if you go to Ignite Your Heart and Soul genre, all you have to put in is either The Conscious Alchemist or uh, Luana Arana, which is L-U-N-N-A-H, and then A-R-A-N-A, -A, The Conscious uh, Alchemist, and her show will come up. And all of the links in her book, where to get that, and music the, that she has there is all there. So then you can just uh, reach out to her on the many things. And, and you also are, are going to have a gift for someone, a gift for yeah, a lucky person. I have, a, yeah, I have a CD that hasn't been released yet. It's a mm. crystal singing bowl chakra journey, um, going through all the chakras, uh, including some Hawaiian healing chants and flute music. So I'm offering that as a giveaway 
for people who want to uh, opt in and uh, who are also interested in perhaps doing some work with me. And if mm -hmm. not, that's fine too. I want you to enjoy that music. It's really healing and nurturing. The harmonics of the crystal bowls really penetrate mm. deep mm. into our genetics, into our cells, into our consciousness. Yeah. And just help move so much energy. And so yeah. even if you don't join me in the Aloha Method, then you've got a healing tool that uh, I trust will, will serve you well. Oh, I am the crystal bowl. Um, healing oh gosh it's just it's very very vibrational it's just wonderful it's very transcending I love it um, but you've done um, a song for us to to um, clear out finish off with the show today and that's with a flute so can you tell us about this piece of music yeah so that piece is recorded in Hawaii you'll even hear, hear uh, the corky frogs in the background <laughs> yeah so <laughs> I love the corky frogs they join <laughs> in yep, part of the orchestra there yeah. <laughs> And so that was a, a live recording. It's one of my favorite, favorite recordings. And also it'll bring in the energy of Hawaii because that's where it was. So the mm -hmm. environment is also in the music. Mm. Yeah. And, and so it's very, very beautiful. And we're going to close out with that. Plus you'll be able to uh, listen to that actually when you go to her show page, it will be there individually too for you to listen and put onto your phone. And anytime you're feeling a little traumatized or stressed out, it's a great piece of music to listen to just while you're breathing in, uh, in getting yourself back into your now. Uh, because, you know, obviously sometimes traumas trigger at an inopportune time and you can't deal with it right at that moment. So you just need to take a breath and say, okay, trauma, I hear you. I'll get back to you later. <laughs> right now I need to be calm and centered. <laughs> or let me meet you. Hey, yes. here I am. What's your name? Yes. How, what can we do here? So again, it's not about avoiding, it's about meeting. So that yeah. music can create an environment where you can feel safe and nurtured to actually encounter the traumas um, that are coming up and the, the moments and to transform them. The alchemy, become your own inner alchemist. Yes. Every thought you have is, is creating alchemy. Yeah. Every thought, you know, a, a thought of negativity is creating the alch alchemy of creating more negativity. Mm -hmm. Every thought that is towards your evolution and your highest good will bring to you everything that is towards your highest good and for your next best step in the evolution. So the inner alchemy is really learning to navigate moment to moment. What are my thoughts? What are yeah. my stories? And, and feed what you want, right? Don't feed the negativity. You know, you, you feed the possibility by feeding the frequency, feeding the vibration. And when anything triggers up there, don't go into a negative feeling of it. As you said, hello, what are you doing here? What's your story? And then you can face it, right? Yeah. Get curious. Yes. Wow, what is this? Yeah. Get Activate that sense of play, mm -hmm. right? That child, childlike curiosity of mm -hmm. discovery and exploration. Activate that, and it's a whole different world that opens up. Don't panic. You know? Please don't yeah. panic, because then you're in the wrong okay. energy to face it, right? It, it's like when people have dreams, you know, oh, I dreamt I died, or I dreamt this and that. Well, you know, that doesn't mean it's going to be so. It's always a reflection of something that you need to be told. And, and you know, don't be so absolute on what's being shown to you. There's there's always the shadows around it. The, the, more than the that one thing on the painting, look at the whole scenery, because it, there's a whole story to be told there, right? Don't get fixated on one thing. Or if you find yourself getting fixated, then get curious. Why mm. do I fixate on this? Mm. Right? I mean, it's, we're human. Those moments happen. We can't not make them happen. They will at different times, but just a matter of, so what do I do with this now? Yeah. What is my, what is my opportunity here?
yeah. to learn about myself. Opportunity. Yeah. Always what opportunity, is isn't it? There's always something possible and there's always an opportunity to presenting to you, whether it's something to learn or something that you need to do or play, you know, space and place where you need to be. And if we tune in, then we'll always be guided, right? Even, even if something else raises its head, it's like, okay, you know, maybe that particular trauma isn't for you. It's to reflect the person you're with as an indication of, ah, that trauma, that's what you're going through. You know, it could be a mirror of what somebody else is going through. So be inquiring, right? Be wondrous. And the moment you start wondering, we, you know. Yeah. And, and that's how we ignite our inner spark. Yeah. Really. Yes. That's the name of your spark. How do I ignite, ignite my inner spark mm -hmm. to be present, to accept what is, and then use it in the most useful way I can to learn and grow and make my life better. Yeah. Right. And love myself. Yes. You know, and learn, learn to, and just, even if it's hard, just grow that compassion that yes, um, me and the whole world, we're walking around with a backpack of trauma. Yes. You know, and every negative response and reaction or violence, it is born of trauma. Right. Doesn't make it right. No. Nope. There's no making right. But if, if, if I can at least understand it, yeah. then I can process it. Yes. And then it doesn't register as strongly as trauma. Doesn't start weighing you down so much. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I can process it, right? And so... And for me, that's, that's, was my goal. And, you know, I've, I've reached that and continue to fine tune it mm -hmm. in moments when I have moments, yeah. as we all do. Yeah. Right. But there's a point you get to a point where those moments, they last maybe two seconds instead yeah. of a day, yeah. right. Or a minute or whatever. No, that could be and sometimes so, just a reminder to give yourself a hug. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. giving all your love away right now. Hey, you, you know, this is where the arms need to go around you. You know, or put on a piece of music that's going to nurture you. And sometimes that could be simply as what it is, reminding you to love you. Yeah, and just being present and, and kind. Kindness yeah. is huge. Oh. We've got to be kind with ourselves and, yeah. and kind with each other. And when we understand that there's trauma at the root of everything, then that can invoke kindness. Yeah. Because then, you know, we imagine the hurt that our little self went through or that we went through. And then we think, well... If it was somebody else in front of me, how would I respond? I would be kind. Yeah, compassionate. Right? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So grows kindness. And then, you know, and kindness and understanding doesn't mean that we don't have boundaries and we don't right. say no. It just means we do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a different energy behind it of clarity versus reactivity and protest mm. and anger. Right. right. So we have boundaries, you know, and, and that's a, a funny thing that, you know, in a lot of spiritual um, you know, ways it's like, it's, it's supposed to be, oh, unconditional love and yes. oh, we'll give everything. Right. And that truth is being taken out of context yes. in that moment. Yeah. Very greatly out of context. So yes, we can have love, but we also loving ourselves is a part of it too, of having a boundary and saying no to harmful behavior. Right. From ourselves or anyone right. else. So from ourselves or anyone else, mm -hmm. right? So just to bring that little clarity in there too, right? Mm -hmm. That it's, it's important we, no matter how loving and compassionate we want to be and can be, those boundaries will be hit sometimes by some individuals and it's okay to say no. Yes, yes. And we're not bad people and we're not less spiritual because of it. Right. You know, and, and that's, that's a misconception that I have encountered many times. 
yeah you know, and that took me a while to learn to say no you know because yeah. it was like you know uh, it was always wanted to do something and you find yourself in a pretzel or drained you know because um they were piranhaing your energy and it took me a while to realize what was happening to me by saying yes and how i was not helping them or helping me or anybody else and that no would have been kinder so yeah yeah it does as you said doesn't make you a bad person it just means that you know where you need to go what you need to do and if it's not right it's not right for you in that moment and, and that's again the eternal now mm. when i'm present right because the other stuff is influenced by the fear of letting people down in the future or then being upset or the past right, right? so be present to feel what is really authentic in this moment mm-hmm right yeah. based on the moment and then i make my choice based on that not on the other two sides that are pulling me like a yeah tug of war in between right yeah now to do with the cd would you like people to email you on how to get the cd and uh, the limit that um, you have on my page i'm going to be sending you a link that's an opt-in link that okay. they can email address in and then they'll receive the link to download excellent okay so folks, great opportunity here for you to get some wonderful music that can just, you know, soothe you in a way that makes you want to look at your traumas and, and face them and, and, um, and heal yourself. And sometimes say, you know, that might be the first step, just some music to set the stage in which for you to, to step into your own role of life. So a wonderful gift. And as I said, it will be on her show page right here. Self-discovery media and ignite your heart and soul. Just put in her name and you will find it on her show page. So this has been wonderful. Thank you so much, love, uh, sharing so much. And, and uh, we're going to go out with this wonderful piece of music and, uh, you know, just sit back, listen to it, dance to it, fly to it, whatever you need to do to it, but just let it immerse you. It's a beautiful piece of music and it's so soothing. soothing. And I think, yeah, just download it to your phone. You know, you're in traffic, you're somewhere else, you're realizing things are, are rising up and just play some of this music to, to you know, breathe, you know, to calm you back down. Um, because maybe if you're driving... Hmm? Interrupting those moments is how we heal those moments. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good suggestion. Music yeah. or me barefoot or you know yeah. doing something to find an action yes. that you can do to interrupt the cycle of reaction. Mm -hmm. And each interruption ends up changing it. Yes. Until eventually it's not there anymore. Right. Exactly. Shifting we it. Write, we, write, we write a whole newer net, new neural network in the brain. And the yes. old one literally biologically dies off. Yes. Cool. Well, it serves nothing yeah. anymore, right? You know, so if it's, if it's not being used, it's going to go. Exactly. So put in things that you want to use uh, and that are always going to be there for you. And then they will always be current, right? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being with us here today. And uh, yeah. we're going to sit back now and listen to this wonderful piece of music, folks. And... Uh, I hope that you've learned a great deal about yourself today, but to also understand you are the answer you seek, but the guidance, the
the people that have gone before you have the tools, have the wisdom, have the knowledge to put in your backpack so that you can start tossing out of your backpack the things that are weighing you down. You want to be able to go through life with a beautiful leap and a wonderful flow. So those traumas can go and you can step into that beautiful divine energy of the now and understand why you're really here and what you're really here to do. So until next time, folks, bye for now.
We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.